We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Grab the perfect get-up-and-go breakfast for you and your crew. Right now, two soft and fluffy fully loaded sausage burritos are just three bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about little wooden boys, big wooden boys, and tasers on said wooden boys. It's a you said big wooden boys so strangely. <laughs> oh big no, I just boys. oh well. I mean, the episode does end with basically a hot, sexy, quick hookup between Ethan and Brienne. <laughs> And Seneca Martin Green, so yeah, no, it's a horny episode. Uh, well, whether or not it fair, is intended, I mean, to be fair, it also opens with people sleeping with each other, so it opens and closes with with horniness. So it does. Well, guys, I am Beth Elderkin, and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Beth. Um, uh, I I don't. I've started rewatching all the Marvel movies. I forget if I mentioned that in the last one that we did, uh, but I'm knee deep in rewatching Marvel and uh, just the nostalgia train. Uh, that's the part of the pandemic that I'm in. Uh, so that's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing. Nice. Well, we are here to talk about season two, episode 18, Selfless, Brave, and True. And oh boy, guys, this is, um, this episode is a mouthful. Yeah. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's it's a lot of things. And none of them work together, but they're all needed to get things going to the next stage of this of the show. So it's just like it just feels really clunky. Mm-hmm. And I got to say watching August give this impassioned hero speech as CGI Puppet Man, oh. I was dying. This is once upon a time, just that, that's what it is. Like, if you're going to show some clips and be like, this is what once upon a time is, if you can get through this clip roll, this show is for you. It has to be part of that speech because I forgot about the fully wooden boy CGI August. Um, did not disappoint. Not even a little bit. <laughs> it's... Oh, boy. Um, uh, I, I kind of described it, like, before we started recording, I was kind of explaining it to you. Like, I felt like this mm-hmm. was, like, me skimming a chapter. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, I, the storytelling was literally someone skimming a chapter. A- anyway, and also, she's there, and then this is happening, and then Snow's there, but then she's not there. But then, 
a snow punches an old man, but then we don't talk about it again. Wait a minute. Like, so this was, this was an interesting, I can tell you the moment I knew it was going to go off the rails, Beth. And it was the moment the title card popped up, uh, because I'm a firm believer in Oxford commas and this episode did not have an Oxford comma. And, um, it's all over from the jump. The title card is over. There should have been a second comma. No, no second comma. Episodes trash. Trash! <laughs> that's a, that's quite a line to a line in the sand to draw. Uh, well, before we get started, let's go ahead and uh, look at those international titles because yes. we have a couple alternates uh, for Selfless, Brave, and True. Uh, in Finnish, we had Puin and Sidan, which was Wooden Heart. That was the most different one. And then in Portuguese, we had Altruista, Corajoso, e Sincero. Which means selfless, courageous, and sincere. Oh. And you know what? I like that. It I makes will, me feel good. I will like that the order of those changes depending on who's saying it. Um, like, Blue says it different, like, yeah. a couple of times. I'm like, what? Get, figure it out, guys. Which one is it? Which, is it, it a, a descending order of some sort? This is terrible. Um, but yeah, I like those also, you know, just 10 out of 10 with the um, pronunciations. I would have butchered the hell out of those so <laughs> i mean i, I probably did i just pretend you, to sound okay but you did it confidently and that's Thank what matters <laughs> well we're gonna go ahead and uh dive into oh i just kicked my table we're gonna dive into august's past um when he, before he became a wooden wooden man he, well he was all i'm just gonna stop now because you know it's, where i'm going with this there was a naked woman in the bed wood Guys, guys, he, it, it's a freebie. He woke he sorry, I'm gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Anyone that doesn't want to hear it, cover your ears, pull your earplugs. Uh he woke up with surprise wood. He did morning I said wood. It. I'm saying it, mm-hmm. it's over. We did it. Awesome, good. And he's not pleased about it. He panics, and I love how much the woman in the bed doesn't care. Like Mm-mm. I know that she doesn't even see it, but she barely opens her eyes. She's like, You're probably fine. Whatever. We are in like a gazebo on a beautiful beach and clearly had an awesome night. We need to go back to bed. <laughs> Come back. What's wrong? With yes. You? Yeah. So he, this is after he, um, he has like taken the money that was supposed to go for M. No, no, this was, this is not where he had, no. was this after he had, no, no, this was after he took the money that was supposed to be for Emma because she, she was like a teenager and remember, like, oh, Neil yeah, yeah, yeah. had the money and all this stuff. So, yeah, he's living it up in Thailand. He's got the ladies. He's got the ocean. What else does he need? Well, he needs a hard wake-up call to reality because he's woken up and he's turning back into wood because he's a naughty boy. Naughty, naughty. Uh, yeah, no, and he's... I like that it takes him a little while to figure out what's happening. Like, he first just, like, wakes up panicking and then it's like, oh, that's right. This is my natural state. i'm returning to my true form no so he decides so even though he so he's in thailand and then he goes to a hospital in hong kong like several weeks later so i guess he's just been like traveling around going to different doctors this was this all this timeline was very strange to me um but august is just like hey doc oh and side note ER, with people full of masks. I know masks are very common in Asian countries, which, you know, it's. I hope it catches on. I hope it stays here. I hope when you're sick or you don't want to get sick, you wear a mask. It's great. But it was a little bit. I was like, oh, masks. 
Oh, my feelings. Takes you out for a second. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Reality, stop it. No. How dare you? Get out of here. I'm just trying to escape. Please. And uh, so he goes into the ER and he shows the doctor his wooden leg. He's just like, look at this. Look at this. And the (laughs) the doctor, he gets to look at the real leg. He's just like. He doesn't even, like, bother examining it for, like, no. internal bleeding or anything. He's just, it's fine, yeah. dude. Goodbye. I've got, like, better things to do. Looks fine. I don't, I don't, like, he was just like, I really don't want to do anything today. But then August is just like, well, I'm going to make it your problem. And uh, just goes lunatic mode on him. And I loved it. This was such oh, this, a yeah. chaos scene. <laughs> this was good chaos. He he just takes a... a he takes a a, a a knife and just stabs himself in the wooden leg. And, you know, it indicates that it really is wooden because it doesn't bleed <laughs> profusely. And he doesn't go, ah, shit. <laughs> but the doctor does. <laughs> so, I mean, this seems like odds. this is on the doctor. I've never been to the doctor's office in which there were blades available for me uh, to, to demonstrate any sort of injury that I may or may not have. So that's on the doctor. Let's maybe not have scalpels near your patients, but also, yeah, he was like, you know, we got to call you to the psych ward. And he's August. No, it just makes a run for it. Yeah. Want to go yeah, to the he, psych ward? <laughs> yeah. And, and instead of going to the psych ward, he runs into this random guy who says, Hey, I know somebody who can help you. He makes deals. No, it's not that kind of deal. It's a different kind of deal. This is the dragon. Dragon. Who, if I recall, this is Mushu, right? I think it's Mushu. We'll find out, but I'm pretty sure it's Mushu. Sure. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so August shows up at the dragon's uh, abode and um he's in he's in the waiting area and then he sees a woman heading in to visit the dragon and you guys it's someone we've seen before who plays a part in this episode. It is is Michael Burnham. Star Star Trek is back. It's a big it's a time. Uh I liked her disguise. Big giant glasses. She looks like she was in the 50s riding in a convertible like <laughs> Is it, I mean, why is she disguised? No one knows her here. I know. Why was it? This this disguise was solely for, like, the the watcher. Like, uh-huh. no one knows who it is. And, and even the moment you see her, you're just like, oh, okay. Like, it didn't need to be that at all. Uh, but, yeah, again, you know, from just me watching Marvel movies, she should have been wearing a baseball, an, a nondescript baseball cap with sunglasses. That's how you disguise yourself uh in in this world uh but yeah she drops her phone and august gives it to her which frankly i think should have made his leg turn back because that was very selfless brave and very true yes yes you know she's got to make her phone calls i I do find it funny that she has this elaborate disguise (laughs) on and then the moment someone like talks to her she just lowers her sunglasses so much you can see her whole goddamn face i'm like why, why did you do this in the first place? Oh, and then, well, listen, you cut to the next scene, like, that she's in, and she's like, yoo-hoo, let's do shots. It's like, <laughs> okay. I remember you from the dragon, you know, yeah. the place where I was in disguise, but you I know, remember you. Come here. Do you remember? We both went to the secret doctor. Do you remember? Over there. Anyway, I have a bag of money, but we're skipping over a very important part, so let's get back to that. 
Yeah, because August goes to see the dragon who says, yes, he can help him, but he's going to need the heart of the thing he loves most, meaning just like something close to him, which is his necklace, because the string is one of his puppet strings. Uh, and then and then some cold, hard cash. Uh, listen, he's the dragon. He's willing to offer his mystical, awesome dragon powers. Uh, but he also lives in this world. And uh, hmm, magic comes with a price, an actual price in USD. Thank you, $10,000. Holy <laughs> damn. That's a price tag. Yeah. And a short, like... Um, like a really short turnaround. Like he's like, you need to come mm-hmm. back here in like this much. I forget what the timeline was, but it's like you need to be back here in a couple of hours and have ten thousand dollars cold hard cash. I don't think I would be able to produce that. No, no, that's like a run, Lola, run situation. <laughs> it's just like, and he's like, oh yeah, I can do that. Cool, yeah, awesome. I'll do that. Run, I'll be right Pinocchio, back. Pinocchio, run! Get out of here, man! Like it's <laughs> over. Yeah, so he he runs into Mar- into Tamara at a bar, and they they chat about their mutual love of the dragon, and uh, she talks about how she has cancer. Put a pin in that, uh, and she's just like, "Yeah, I wanted to get my cure for my totally real cancer that I'm not making up." Uh, also, here I have a giant. Here I'll pull out my giant thing of money in Hong Kong in a bar. I'll just show show off my giant pile of money as a woman in Hong Kong in a seedy bar by myself. Not even Hong Kong. Just anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere this is a bad move. Like, I I remember my dad used to warn me about just, like, having cash on me at all Mm -hmm. times. Like, at any time. He's like, if you have cash, that's fine. Just make sure you're not flaunting it. But that, I mean, uh, the biggest envelope you've ever seen full of just... What I can only imagine is $10,000 in ones. Uh, and she's just like, oh, my wallet? Yes, it's this legal size envelope full of $1 bills. Uh, but I, I do like that, like, August doesn't... Not that this would be an, a kosher question to be like, hey, what kind of cancer do you have? But I've never heard anyone say, I have cancer, and then not tell you what kind. Because cancer is kind of... It, not kind of. It's just general. Like, you could have all kinds of it. And if it's a cancer that's so untreatable, it would have a really big $10 word name that you would say all the time. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Absolutely. But, you know, he's not asking questions. She's not explaining herself. They're just there to have a beer. And then she's just like, hey, let me leave you with my giant bag of money. I, I thought for sure this was a trap. But no, she was just that stupid. I, I, I also cannot believe that it wasn't a trap. Like, there's no way for a multitude of reasons that the dragon didn't know what was going on and was ever going to give her a vial of magic or anything. She should have just been there and she was, she, she was there to figure out who had the magic and then to con that person. That's the plan. But the fact that it was a no, she's just kind of a doorknob, doesn't work for me. Does not track for me. Because no. no one walks away from their bag. As 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 a, and as you mentioned, as a single woman in a bar, I don't walk away from my bag if it's got my favorite lip balm in it. Like, I've just got it to the right curve for my lip. I'm not walking away from this. I will take it with me or I will put it in charge, someone in charge of it that I know their first and last name for. 
Yeah, and didn't she ever see that Claire Danes uh, movie where they got trapped in a jail in a jail in, in Asia and because someone snuck drugs into their bags? No. I didn't see that. Uh, but I would also like to say that like even August was bad about Lockdown lying. Palace. Oh, okay. I, I, I will laugh that even August was kind of like, what did you come to see the dragon for? I have a skin condition. And she's like, well, what kind? And he's like, it doesn't matter. And it's just like, okay, let's like neither of us tell each other what our like something we could bond over later. Uh, but yeah, no, she leaves it. And then I'm just, they're just yelling at my phone. August, don't do it. No, August, selfless, brave and true. Please. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. I think the I think the proper uh, the the proper term is uh, selfless, courageous, and sincere. Oh, sorry. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> sincero. Don't uh, no. It's don't steal shit. August. <laughs> that's the right sh- one. Yeah, don't steal shit. Stop stealing shit from women. Stop taking their money. I mean, on the scale of things that you could probably never mind. Anyway. So yeah, okay. So 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 to, so. August steals the money, he gets the potion, and then runs into Tamara, who's just like, how, you know, did you think I was stupid? Well, the answer is yes, and you were stupid. But you're making up for it now. Um, And, but, so she's like, hey, I'm gonna take that shit from you. I'm taking what's mine. I want my magic. And then she goes to see the dragon, is like, oh, BT Dubs, never had cancer. Just wanted to like know you and know your whole situation. And then the dragon's like, okay, let me come right up to you after you pull out a taser and do a thing right in your face. <laughs> what was this? What was this motivation? I I love how extra this was. Like none of this was necessary. It's why I believe that he's not actually dead obviously because that was the again just i love the build-up too like he's just like smoke monster smoke monster i am the drinker and then she tases him with like a 20 dollar amazon taser and he dies question he dies Ah! nothing happened like they had to get to a certain point where they're like we have enough tech we have enough tech to do the cgi smoke we cannot turn this man into a dragon. What do we do? Oh, I know. We're going to taser him to death until he becomes... Like, it's... Again, I feel like the taser thing is trying to get around the gun thing. And to yeah. get away from her from being wildly violent. Like, Because the only other option would be to, like, I guess, either A, poison him, which would be a whole different thing. Or to bludgeon him to death with some sort of large object, which would be A, graphic, but B, very violent. Uh, but a taser, you can explain a taser in your bag, but also no taser that looks like the way that that looked. I feel like I could be wrong, but could kill like a, a, a man who is magic and also question a dragon. So uh, I do have a note from that. Uh, so apparently the showrunners admitted that their biggest regret from season two was not this tasing, but the other tasing, oh. which we will get to, because uh, that one is quite a delight. Um, and their reasoning for giving her a taser was they thought that she should have a real world weapon. So they, but they didn't want to do a well, gun. Um, so, but apparently, uh, fans were 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 giving them some criticism about um, 
Wood and conducting electricity. Correct, as they should have. And they said that if they were able to change it, uh, they would have had her have like a syringe that she just kind of injected into each of them or something. Uh, He's made of wood. You light him on fire. Like, I... (laughs) Oh, can you imagine in Once Upon a Time just having CG Wood August just running around on fire ah, ah, <laughs> yes ah. yes i can but it would also been very odd because you could see this is a problem you have to be able to this this was the uh conundrum in the writer's room how do you kill a dragon and also a person made 100 percent from plywood and you can't do it there's not an answer for both because you can't set a dragon on fire it would just make him stronger and probably just piss him off uh, so uh, w- water submerging, drowning them also kind of violent. So it's just, there's, there's no answer here. Uh, either way, one of them would have had a problem, but again, yes, it, it, I, that's funny. I love, but there are better real world options. I feel like, especially that a world traveling female would have and know about. Yeah. It's, this is, this is, it's very funny. It's, it's yes. a bad, funny so I can't really be mad at it. No, no, this it is, is camp very bad. entertaining. It's campy bad. Both of the yeah. both of the scenes with the taser are hilariously camp bad. The the kind where you roll your eyes and laugh hysterically, and we all move on. Like it's not egregious. I'm not mad about it. I just think it's funny. And there is one more moment uh, where we see August and Neil, but we're going to put a pin in that um, because we actually get the the cute version of this story yeah. first from Tamara, and then we get the real version. So we'll just hit them both at the same time. So let's go ahead and go to uh, to to David to Charming back God, at his uh, tamp buying all the tampons at the grocery store oh, mode. He doesn't this, know what to do. This. Okay, so I've, I've figured out there's a term that has not, it's not really been coined, I don't think, by Gen Z, but I've, I've, I've come across the phrase of re- referring to someone as a golden retriever boyfriend. Uh, ah. Charming as your golden retriever. It's like, she murdered somebody. Like, or at least definitely led to the murder of somebody. So I need to make her breakfast in bed until she feels better about the murder she committed. Like, it's the, like, he's just... I mean, flowers on the tray. It was the cute. It's just like, I need eggs. I need all this. The whole time, again, we, we discussed this, I think, in the last episode. She's technically still in the room. Like, she knows that he's been up since five in the morning making this breakfast. Probably yes. loudly talking about it. <laughs> Snow, do you want some eggs? Say nothing if you want them scrambled. Got it. nice and i was starting to get mad about it and like like my anger about that summoned emma to be like okay maybe let's not with this like this isn't working like she needs to put on her big girl pants and do the do the work herself she's been underneath this her covers listening to my chemical romance for two and a half weeks it ain't working for me Henry, get your coat. We're leaving the sad cave. We have places to yeah, be. This is this is very weird, even for even for her. Like I, I I thought this was very weird, Emma. Like I get she she's like she wants action. She wants to move forward. But this is her mom. Like this was a little uncomfortable to me. Yeah, there was. 
The narrative that they're trying to push with getting Snow through this is to get her through this. Like, yeah, there there's no discussion about like. And I don't again, I, I'm not going to say that I have the best answer for this, but it is definitely been like, listen, shit happens is basically where they're at with this being like, let's mm-hmm. all move on. Let's all just push forward. She she killed someone's mom. Are we still talking about this? Let's go. Like it's <laughs> it's in, like it, this is a big thing. And they're it, both of them, both Charming and Emma are treating this so strangely. Because Charming is just trying to, like, kill it with kindness a little bit. Being like, eventually she'll just snap out of this and go back to the woman that I that I love and and, and, and respect and everything. And Emma's just like, Gitch, get out of bed. You killed somebody. Happens every day. You're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And we get yet another situation where, where Emma is just not bothering to communicate with, with, with her son. She's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it, Henry. It's fine. Let's go. Let's go have waffles. What are we talking about? As if he didn't hear all of that from the top of the stairs. I was also 10, 11, 12 before. I know how that goes. Raised voices from the adults downstairs. You sit on the second to top step and you just listen and pretend to come down when they call you. Like, "Ah, bitch, I've already been down. I already know what's happening. I heard you scoop the ice cream. Um, But yeah, they decide to leave and Charmy's just like... I love that there's all these very dramatic shots of snow in her bed under her, like, sun-soaked white sheets. Just sad. I'm so sad. I'm also, I'm where Emma's at, mostly, of just being like, maybe let's find different ways to solve our problems. Um, and, and Snow believes, or Mary Margaret Snow, whatever, is just like, you know what, that's true. So she just starts packing a bag with canned tuna? I... <laughs> I was confused by her packing. Yeah, it, and there was like one tomato or something in there. Like this woman has never had to pack herself a bag in her entire life. Like no. I don't know. I'm gonna go out for the afternoon, so I'm gonna need three cans of bumblebee tuna. I'm gonna need this tomato, uh, this thing of jerky, and um, a Gatorade. I guess that's probably all I need because I'm going out to. to I swear, this is so extra. Like, she's out there. She, what she goes out to do is to put on her headphones, listen to I don't give a damn about my reputation while angrily firing arrows into a tree. You, you, you gotta do you. I, I don't give a damn about my reputation is not the song she's listening to. That, no, because A, she does give a damn about her reputation and the big black spot that's on her heart. She would have been listening to some, like, again, I mean, the My Chemical Romance level. She'd been listening to some emo, trash, sad boy song, being like, just reveling in it. Not being like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me. I did what I did. She has not gotten to that point. Or maybe Hmm. she was trying to, like, manifest that feeling. Just wasn't working. Uh, but in 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 related news with extra people in the woods, August decides to signal his whereabouts by stealing her arrows and breaking them in a breadcrumb trail to his trailer. Is that what happened, or did she accidentally shoot him? I don't. I have. I, I think I'm pretty. No, I'm pretty sure she shot him because she missed one of her arrows. Missed, 
and and then it was broken off and then she sees him and he has half an arrow in his wooden oh, in his leg wow i missed that i put that whole narrative together in my head and frankly i like that better but sure he, yeah, she i shot don't think him. he wanted to be found <laughs> sure she shot him i love this whole scene with them in the trailer so much it's so weird it's very weird because like she's trying to be Mary Margaret. She's trying to be Snow White. She's trying to be the old person, but she does not believe a single word that's coming out of her mouth. No. Like a single one. And August is just like, no, I did too much. Um, I hate all of this and I've messed up too much. And so Mary Margaret, doing what Mary Margaret does, decides she is going to deflect all of her pain to solve someone else's problem. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do. We don't worry about our own. We push our problems down and we go solve other problems. Uh, so she goes to do that. Um, sidebar. Uh, uh, Regina goes to talk to Ethan Embry. Still have no idea what his character names are. Uh, and she's just like, hey, you look familiar. Like, yeah. do I know you? Also, I paid for all of your food. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't know why you would know me. See you later. And then she, like, comes and intimidates him in his bedroom at Granny's. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, again, like, we, we we laughed about this up top, but, like, the random horniness of it. But, like, she went to, like, touch his face, and it was not, it, it, it seemed weird to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Their whole interaction seemed so strange to me. But she's like, I remember who you are. You're Owen. We, you could have been we could have been together and it's like stop it's, it's such a weird storyline yeah because he's an adult now he's it's, a it's not even just an adult like and, and this is no shade to people who have lost any hair but the fact that he's an adult who is also like with a receding hairline and stuff like it's so much more apparent like he looks a little bit older than he actually i don't know if he was supposed to be as old as he is i don't know i'm not sure what the timeline's supposed to be but it just it made it more suspect to me Mm -hmm. for some reason uh but he's like i'm here to find my dad she's like oh he's not here he's gone he left after you left kid kid imaginations are so fickle and whatever and then she's like i'm gonna tell granny you're checking out tomorrow and he goes what if i don't leave and then like a psychopath, she turns and she goes, <laughs> because it really is just that easy to make people disappear. Okay, listen, Regina, did you just admit to just murdering his dad? Like, you're just like, people don't just disappear, Owen. Oh, also, yes, they do. That was her speech. Like, people don't just disappear. Also, sometimes they do. <sighs> okay. Owen's Owen's entire villain arc is completely understandable to me. I don't. Oh. Yeah, justified. 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 Yeah, so that's the Owen Regina situation. Uh, but he doesn't leave, as we will find out in the last scene at all. He does not. No, he's got he's got other plans. Not like they have probably a lot of people showing up. Um, anyway, so cut to Snow being like, "Hey." August is in a trailer in the woods. He told me to not let anybody know, but I'm letting every person I know know about it. Including. Including... Go ahead. No, no, no. Including his father. Who he explicitly (laughs) 
doesn't want to see. <laughs> Just screaming at this point. Oh my god, I felt so bad for Geppetto because, like, he's been missing his son for so long. This is a reunion that both of them have wanted for decades. And and then Mary Margaret just freaking blurts it out, being like, oh yeah, I met your son in the woods. He's all wood now. He doesn't want to see anybody, and that includes your his own father. There you go. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she also then... Oh, hold on. I'm going I'm to take off my hoodie real quick. That's if you hear a bunch of noise. Eh. If, so, so I love the part that she, like, gets her comeuppance for doing this. Is because she's just like, Geppetto, I was told not to tell you that, that, that he was here. Cut to them in the woods going to find him and Geppetto being like, Oh, by the way. You remember how there's only one person going through the thing? I sent Geppetto through. I had the blue fairy lie to you, which she did willingly, oddly enough. Uh, but I sent my boy through. And you just see it settle over her face. She's like, I could have gone with her. And I'm just going to say it. I don't. Bl- this is not a black spot on her heart. I'd have done the same, same damn thing. Yeah. I don't know why she I, gets so mad at herself for punching him in the face. Like, also, okay. justified. First of all, justified. So two One of, first of all, two things, or it's a couple of things. Emma's reaction to this is so strange. He's apologizing. Sometimes our consequences have actions, and sometimes that means get, taking, it, taking it to the face. Second of all, did she punch or slap him? I watched it twice. I could not figure it out. Yeah. Because he, I, I honestly, it was like it felt like an open cup. He uh, <laughs> like you, like you slapped him, but you don't know how to stage slap yeah. correctly, so you just because he took it like a champ. Like I feel like if I like, and this is no shade to the actor, but the way that he carried himself for that part, it made it kind of seem like if I stepped too closely to him, he'd have fallen over. So the fact that she just full on just jabbed him in the face and he just barely moved, he's like. like Oh, no, that was dessert. Like, he doesn't react. They don't put any sort of bleeding on him at all. He's just like, no, 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 no. no. That's that's what I deserved. It's like, no. But Emma, you know, she's like, he's apologizing. No, uh, no, no, no. It's fine. And then Snow is just, like, acting like it's a scene from Idle Hands. Like, she's looking at her hand going, that wasn't me. It's like, yes, it was. That is called reacting to very devastating news that you found out that you could have been a part of your daughter's life, but this man made a selfish decision to save a boy who clearly doesn't deserve that chance. But sure, whatever. An infant could have gone with her mother instead of an infant going in a thing to an irresponsible child who used to be a puppet. I mean, listen. I'm so re-mad about this whole situation. Like... I remember being it's, so mad about it in the lot. first season. It's a lot. I'm so mad about this. So, anyway, they find August. No, sorry. We have to, we, we missed a, a small cut scene. Tamara comes to visit August. She's like, uh-oh, I'm here and you're going to leave. Because I still have some of the magic too, but because I didn't have cancer. Psych. And you're going to leave for... Bad things are going to happen. And he's like, okay, I'm going to leave. So he leaves. And as he's leaving, the little picture, like, falls out. 
of her uh-huh. like thing. I love the car commercial that this was, by the way. <laughs> this is like definitely a car <laughs> commercial, like paid sponsorship. This is like, this is the nicest car you've ever seen. And so the thing falls out and he turns around to go back because he realizes something, which we'll get to in a second. So they go into the trailer, August, or no, not August. They go to August trailer. It's Geppetto and Emma and Snow. And they go in there and he's not there. But then the phone rings because instead of going back to his trailer, August stops at the sheriff station to call Emma. And then as he's saying, Emma, I'm not there. Tamara is now also at the sheriff station pulling the phone line and going, Which is just on the wall. It's just here and she can just pull it out with her bare hands because she's a freaking beast. And she's like, oh, oh, you can't do that. And then this is the part where where August starts being like, I knew it was you. I was too wrapped up in my own pain and misery to recognize it at the time. But then I saw your little picture fall out of your visor and it all fell into place. And that's when we get this amazing shot. And when I say amazing, I'm saying it with like, well, before that, marks. he gives he gives his big heroes monologue while full CGI would face. And it's. Mm. It's, it, it it they want it to mean something. It's one of those speeches. It's one of those once upon a time speeches. But just look at his face. You can't take I it seriously. It. The animators did such a great job for what they had. Yeah, but they tried. They, they, to tried. Give, they tried to give him the big Disney eyes, which I think is where it kind of fell apart. Uh, but they also gave him, like, the gap in the neck so he could move around. But it was just, like, th- th- okay, so that's what I think was funny. It was, like, someone knew enough to be, like, we need to put a-, a gap in his neck to move around because wood wouldn't move like that. But his cheeks are solid. And that moves when his <laughs> mouth goes up and down. Like, it was almost there. We almost got all the way through that thought, and then we just screwed it up at the face. Because they didn't want to give him, like, a jawline thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He gives his hero speech with... The eyes are what took me out of it, because they were almost too human, so it looked bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes, but I knew it the whole time. Like, I just realized it when the thing fell out of the visor, uh, that you must have gone back to the dragon. And they give this shot that was the the the, the man that played the dragon... <laughs> On a piece of glass with his face mashed up against it. It's, uh, it's So it's supposed to be the floor. And the shot, it's a cool idea for a shot. Because then you see August staring at his dead body. And then leaving because he could give a shit about this person. But as an audience member, you're like, am I supposed to be the floor in this situation? <laughs> like, is this, the, <laughs> is this the floor seeing the crimes that you've committed? But he's like, yes, I, I saw that you what you did, but I never thought to think who it was. Okay, August. And he goes, but it was you. It was you the whole time. And she was like, yes, it was. And it was going to be the last thing that you've remembered. And she pulls out her $20 Amazon taser and she tases him in the chest. And it, it works. And he kind of dies, but not he has enough energy to crawl out of the sheriff's station as Tamara is running out a different door, out and around, so she can just show up like she's showing up late with Starbucks. And so they know that the call came from the sheriff's department. So they're running there. So they run there. Emma is there. Geppetto is there. Snow is there. Oh no, Geppetto is dying. 
oh, also now, or not Geppetto, also August is dying. Now Charming's there, and for some reason, so is Henry. And so they're now witnessing a man dying, and no one thinks to shield Henry from any of this, to be like, hey, maybe let's not let the child watch a person die. And the only thing that comes out of August's mouth is her, or she, or she was the one, like, she, all he gets out is, like, a pronoun, and then he, (coughs) dead, 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 dead August. And his, like, weird collapsing. I think they were trying to, like, make him look like a puppet that was collapsing, but he's not a puppet, he's a person, and it looked very silly. (laughs) He's not a puppet, he's a person. I love it so much. He, yeah, he just, because he tries to do that, but also the, like, the stage death thing where it's like, uh, like, like his eyes dripped off to the side. And so Geppetto is obviously, you know, destroyed by this because he's finally reunited with his son and this happens. Mm. And then Henry, in a brilliant point of exposition, just is like, wait, his confession was both selfless, brave, true, sincere, by golly, truthful, like every word that you could possibly describe. He goes, if only the blue fairy were here. And by God, she's there. She just appears (laughs) from nowhere and goes, you're right. If that confession was all of those adjectives, then this should work. And she points her little blue wand at him and he turns into a little human boy and that's when then now Tamara shows up to be like, her lines were weird in this um, because yeah. she goes, oh, it is real. But then like she backs off of that when Neil's just like, oh, do you believe now? And she's like, oh, the fairy tales are real. Like you said that when you showed up, like it, it, her lines were weird. Anyway, they turn Pinocchio back into little boy Pinocchio. But unfortunately, Pinocchio does not remember, which by the way, Good for Pinocchio. I was frustrated with it before, but I was like, could you imagine all of the debauchery that was downloaded into his brain if he would have needed to remember all of August's life? (laughs) You can't be a innocent little boy. Like, I don't really like this. I mean, August, for all his mistakes and all his bad choices, that was his life. Yeah. And... He didn't exactly get to choose to go back to being a little boy with no memory of the long decades of life that he'd lived and the choices he had made and his own independence. Like, he's lost everything. He lost his whole life. And, like, they don't acknowledge that. I mean, yeah, granted, it's better than death. Like, he died. But I... I feel like, oh, yay, he gets to be a little boy with his daddy again. But I'm like, yeah, but he also just, his life is gone. Like, and none of the lessons he's learned are in his head. Like, he's yeah. just he just got wiped and reset. Like, it was just like a, if someone just said, no, 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 and they just sent you back to being eight. Frankly, that sounds terrifying. Like, I've, I've you know, and I, I've not been through the life that August has, but I've I've been through for a number of years, and I think if I would find out later in life, oh no, you also lived for about thirty five years, um, but then we wiped that from your brain and put you in another small person body, and now you get to try again. It doesn't matter if I get to try again if I don't remember any of that stuff, like yeah, because he just got immediately defaulted to the little tiny boy who was just like his 
This is not shade at the little boy actor, but the line they gave it sounds him, like you're. It sounds like you're no, about to give shade. No, no, it's just the line that they gave because Emma is just like, "You said something that was very important," and he goes, "I don't remember anything, but if it was something, it was true. It was selfless." Like he says that, and you're like, first of all, <laughs> the guy before was not, so you can't make that." Pro- <laughs> but second of all like it's just like that's nothing you said nothing like yeah that's not like this it's not relevant it's not relevant to our yeah. current discussion yeah i know like it's just such a very serious situation to drop an infantile brain eight-year-old into where it's just like where's very important information a man has died in front of us what do you know i remember nothing except for all i'll do is do nothing but good and donate my time to charity it's like th- that's great but it is unhelpful Please leave. And he does. I think it's just like, please get the small child out of here. He's so cute, though. I love his little, like, like, I love his little outfit, his little hat, and his little clothes. <laughs> it's so corny. It's so corny. But you're just like, hey, by the way, you grow up to have an amazing jawline and just, like, ride a motorcycle. Goal, son. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird, you're right. It is a weird plot line. It's a weird, like, removing the... Ironically, removing the personhood from Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah. And it and yeah, it's just I I'm not a fan and it's it's something that they never change. Like August as we know him, August is gone. August doesn't exist anymore. It's now Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. August is August. Bye, August. Goodbye. Nice knowing you. And your yeah. little boy now. Yay! I, so the complicated emotions of everybody in Storybrooke about, like, knowing people and everyone looking the same age, but being like, hey, remember that really hot biker guy? Uh, he's that eight-year-old now. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then the final thing is just all the stuff coming together about this character, Tamra, Tamara, whatever you want to call her, uh, because, you know, like, Neil and Tamara have their meet cute story of how how they fell in love. She she ran and he ran into her while she's carrying coffee and spilled it all over her shirt. And she's like, "Oh dang, my shirt! Maybe I'll get your phone number." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, listen, the perfect time to ask a guy for a phone number is while your white shirt is completely soaking wet. I don't know. It's just they are entranced. Um, I do like, so that scene, I, I did skip over a little bit, but the scene is basically Emma and Henry meeting them, meeting, uh, Neil and Tamara, Tamara. I don't remember what it is either. Uh, but like Henry's just like, how did you meet? And Neil and Emma have a weird exchange. Like, yeah, he's met other women, Emma. Like it's been a few years. He's interacted with other women. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just yeah. Uh, presumably, she's met other men too. Like they've they've had lives. Yeah, and, but but Tamara catches on it, and she's pissed. Yes. But yeah, she does. She does. She catches on to it. She's just like that's why you wanted to like crawl into the table when she was like, "How did you meet?" Again, this was all very like fan fictiony. Like it felt like it was written by someone who hadn't experienced the amount of life that Emma and Neil had experienced because it was like this, such a weird conversation of being like, it was weird to discuss how we met in front of your ex-girlfriend. You know her. Like, 
we are two people who know each other. There's a story about how we met. <laughs> There's information there. We did not just organically just know each other and just mm-hmm. exist in some sort of weird asexual relationship. Like, no, it's like you already know that they're dating. So, hey, how did you meet is not a weird topic at all. So this whole scene was so forced to me that I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really, because then it just like immediately shoehorned into Neil being like, hey, here's a storybook. Also, all of this stuff is real and it's history and that's me. And she's just like, you're a lunatic. I don't like any of this. You're only doing this because you want to push me away because you've got the hots for the blonde lady. And it's like, first of all, Jennifer Morrison is a 10 out of 10 stunner. I would also be jealous of her. Uh, <laughs> but not that not that she is not either. Like, they're both just stunning women. You're just like, neither of you should be jealous of either one of them. You're both great. Stop fighting. <laughs> Date each other. I mean, but she she's claiming that I she, she she doesn't know she doesn't want to know anything about this. This is all fantasy. But is it? But then she believes it at the end. She's like, oh, I just showed up and there's a little boy who looked like he was dead, but now he's alive. Yay! His name is Pinocchio. All of this is now true. And it was like, yay! It's all fine. And then we get this really, like, very heavy scene between Snow and Charming. Mm-hmm. Because Charming is desperate. Like, Charming just doesn't understand because Snow isn't talking to him. And Charming cannot sympathize or empathize with what she's going through. So she goes, hey, like a week ago, I went to Regina's house. He's like, she could have killed you. (laughs) To which she says, I know. That's why I went over there. I wanted her to murder me. And he rightfully reacts not well to that information. Because that's, that's a bad piece of information to download. Um... Because it's, and I'm not going to get super into this, but I'm just going to say, like, this had a very, like, different lens to me of just being, like, her confessing that she was trying to to die. She wanted to die. The only way to deal with this was for her to be not alive anymore. And that is, and they don't deal with that the way that they should have, I don't think. Yeah. Because they sort of steamroll past that as just Charming being angry that he didn't know that it happened. Uh, but... Yeah, and then and then the whole thing about the dark heart, which is its own situation. <laughs> You're just like, but yeah, wow, but it's I really mean, heavy conversation. A... Dark heart. Oh God. Okay, we're out again. I mean, for all intents and purposes, she she is she's having suicidal tendencies. Suicidal, uh, like she is, she is not attempting to die by suicide, no. but she is putting herself in the situation where no. where she would die. So this this is for all intents and purposes this is her attempting to die by suicide they they call that with that that it happens with and and this is a whole different conversation obviously but i'm just going to parallel it a little bit but this is why they call it like suicide by cop like people know what it would take to do that and then that is something that they do where they're like i don't want to do it myself this is the situation obviously a lot to unpack there but this would be like suicide by queen like i'm gonna go (laughs) and taunt the queen until she sets me on fire I got to stop talking about people being set on fire. Um, so again, this is a very heavy conversation that they just kind of deflect and don't deal with. Um, sort of the lens of the time, but also at the same time, it's just the, the writers were not going to take this on. Like this, this is a very heavy conversation. The entire last scene from the, the episode before had a lot more that they could have gone in that direction, but they just kind mm-hmm. of couch it a little bit. 
and she's just like, yeah, I, they make a convert, they make a point about it before, but they're like, I know how much you wanted to work in the bean field later, which just reminds you that, hey, they're trying to get back to the world. But they just kind of have this whole conversation about how, like, they need to deal with this and they need to get through it. And then Snow drops the bomb that there's a dark spot on her heart. And Charming's just like, no, I'm not worried about that. Why? Because of this. And then puts his hand on her heart. You're not worried about the black spot on her heart. Because of her heart. (laughs) Which has... A black spot. A black spot. What are you talking about, you golden retriever? Just why? Why are you like this? Like, I, again, he is just fully supportive and he just wants her to be okay. And I love that for him. Uh, But it just, none of his dialogue made any sense. She's like, I tried to go get myself unalived by a woman who definitely wanted to do that to me. And he's like, it's fine. Your heart's okay. I believe. (laughs) Oh, no. So they're there. And then the last scene. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Second to the last scene, we'll just say that the meet cute between Neil and Tamara is not as adorable as first. No. No. No, it was all part of her dastardly plan because <laughs> when Neil. When Neil is talking with August and August is like, hey, there's a magic place called Storybrooke. I'll send you a postcard once it's magic again. Bye. See ya. Tamara uh, <laughs> was just like watching with her compact? From from like a hundred feet away. <laughs> she can't hear what they're saying. And she's she's got like, and, and it's not a big compact either. That's my favorite part. Like it's so little. So, and she's yeah. just like, like she's do, do, do. I, I couldn't imagine just like, Imagine you're just sitting on the streets of New York eating a hot dog and being like, what is this bitch doing? Like, what? She can't see her face. Is she spying on people? Like, it's the worst covert ops ever. Uh, But I do like the conversation between Neil and August. Hey. Uh, So when my dad wakes up, he's going to remember me. Don't worry. I'm going to go figure it out. All right. See you later. They don't. Nothing. Nothing happens. Like, they barely even high five. Like, it's like, see you later. (laughs) I got to wonder why Tamara decided or Tamara decided that the best way for her to meet Neil was to just get a bunch of liquid spilled on herself. Like there's literally a hundred other ways you can randomly meet a New Yorker on the street. This is like a, this is like a, like a scene from hitch being like, just like, you know, you just, you know, just run up and get your whole shirt wet. Like what are you talking about? Like, but it's, it's how did she know that he was going to react like that at all? Like, she poured coffee. I, again, I like this whole thing because you see her literally like at one point switch her hands to be like, oh no, this will do it. And then it is a very dramatic, oh, we bumped into each other. Oh no, there's coffee all over my, <laughs> my beautiful, beautiful chest. Oh, what will I do? I have, I'm running late to work, but I'm definitely going to stay here for another couple of minutes discussing your scarf, your phone number, and those beautiful eyes, sir. <laughs> work waits for no one. Except for you. What is up? How's it going? <laughs> oh, I love this so much. Uh, yeah, so that's how she weasels her way into his life. Cut to... Cut to Owen, Ethan Embry's character, just, like, still existing in Granny's uh, B&B because he is the slave to no queen, 
and there's a knock at the door. <gasps> Who is it, Pip? Who could it possibly be? Who is it? It's her. <gasps> her. Literally, because that's how she's referenced on the phone. If if I found out that my husband had me in, her, in his phone as her, I would lose my mind. <laughs> this sounds so terrible. Like, why? Why well, do it's supposed that? to be a secret. She's a secret. Well, then just give her a fake name in your phone. Like, like or a cute name. Sweetie. Some hearts. Something. Who knows? Doesn't matter. And it's, and it's, it's it is her, hilariously <laughs> enough. I'm bitching about it, but it is her. She's at the door. She's mm-hmm. like, Neil's in the shower. We only have a little bit. And he's like, let's make the most of it. How long does Neil spend in the shower? I am now completely judging both of them you know what he's had a long couple of days he deserves to luxuriate oh well okay so i i was just like how far did she have to walk to to be fair she was probably in the same like she just had to walk down the hallway right yeah like neil is staying Mm -hmm. okay i was very concerned about that but still it's still one of those do you imagine you're like you're getting out of the shower and you like come back into the room and you're like significant other is coming back into the room where did you go uh to look for an ice machine i don't know like i was in the shower for 30 seconds what are you doing and why do you look so not satisfied like what (laughs) (laughs) like you couldn't have found a better time anyway so the point of this whole thing is that they're working together dun 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 they're they're working together and playing together yeah see you can't mix your work and your pleasure it's no i feel like feel like this is going to come into play later but i genuinely don't remember (laughs) (laughs) well guys that was season two episode 18 selfless brave and true not not the finest episode of once upon a time it it i've seen worse i've seen better and I would have liked to see better from what is essentially this actor's final turn as August. Like, August is now gone. Like, it's now Pinocchio's time to shine. Yeah, this was, I not don't a care. Good, this was not a good swan song for him. No. No. No, and just those CGI. Like, bless their hearts. They tried. Oh, they tried. So it's, oh. like, I, I, again, it's just the fact that his just whole face is just so cartoony. Like, they tried so hard to make everything else look so realistic. Yeah. And then they just phoned it in on the face. <sighs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a, this was a, uh, it's another classic once a time, once upon a time trope. It's the, this episode needs to just get us from point A to point B. So, yeah. yada, yada, yeah, I mean- yada, here we are. Here's a bunch of information very quickly. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, they're like you know we're getting ready to enter the neverland storyline which is a major one and one i barely remember so it's gonna be very interesting to watch and this is definitely moving us from the Korra era to the pan era and but we we have a little bit of rocky territory to to get from from one point to the other it's a little it's a little yikesy oh yeah it's a it's definitely one of those you know brace yourself for impact kind of situations so uh, this was coming after like the very intense Cora episode and the downplay from some of that and everything. Like this was, this was a tough one. So yeah. Uh, what episode was this in the season? Episode eighteen. Eight. Oh boy. There's only so a few more before the end of season two. We're getting close to season three. 
Uh, okay, so I don't remember what it was, but something popped up on like one of my like remember back a year ago things, and it was the like I think it was something on Snapchat. Like I I Snapchat somebody being like, oh, like Beth and I are going to start doing our podcast again. And I just saw it pop up, and I went. <gasps> Like, it's been more than a year, obviously, but it's so crazy how far we've gotten in just this amount of time. Yeah. Um, because we were still doing... It was because of Charmed. It was because yes. Charmed was still going on. And uh, by the way, I'd like to point out for any of our charming listeners, uh, Allison Prager just tweeted out. She's like, I just started the new season of Charming or of Charmed. And I I don't remember what I tweeted at her. I tweeted, like, the Jack Sparrow, like, saluting a fallen pirate thing. And she goes, I am so jealous of you and Beth for quitting. <laughs> Which, again, I am still, like... If anybody was watching that and anyone that's on our Patreon, which this is how I'm going to cut us to our Patreon, but if anyone is listening to that and they think that, they, that we need to ingest any of that, find the episode. I will watch one single episode from the new season of Charmed and extrapolate what happens through the rest of the season. Because I've seen chatter on the Charmed Facebook group, which is still running, or Charming Facebook group, and like a Charmed Reboot podcast Facebook that I was on. Abigail is the new favorite character. They all hate the sisters. They just love Abigail. Why? How? I don't know what happen? happened. But I think about you every time I see one of those posts. I'm like, I don't know what's happened. But I wonder if it's true if I watch an isolated episode. So, anyway, Patreon. Beth, I was going yes. to you. And here's a transition. My very <laughs> clunky you. transition into Patreon. Well, you know, we can you can also listen to um, Alice and Phelan's podcast, which is Charmed Hard with a Vengeance, if you're wanting to continue uh, episodic uh, ep- uh, episodes of um, of Charmed, which we are not doing because we're doing Once Upon a Time. And Yay! we want to, of course, thank our wonderful patrons for supporting us, especially our Snow Queens. That is now a five dollar and up tier. So we've got Daisha Thompson, Lisa, uh, sorry, Daisha Thompson, Lindsay, Alice, Halik, Ryan. Uh, Gregorikos, Greg, I'm gonna butcher these. I'm so sorry. Gregorikos, Christina, Erica Farrow, Nicole, Paul, Samantha Hussle, and the salt in our stars. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. You can too support us on Patreon. We have new lowered price tiers because we are now producing every other week as opposed to every week. So we decided to. Uh, do modified ones um, to make sure that we're not, you know, that everybody feels they're contributing well without, you know, but we're all in this together. That is patreon.com slash OUA timing. And who knows, maybe we'll do an episode of Charmed. Why? I don't know, but it'd be for Patreon and no one else. <laughs> we've reached, we've reached a very desperate part of the pandemic. Also, <sighs> now I just kind of want to just make, we're all in this together. Oh, Beth, there's a new Descendants coming out. Have we talked about this on the podcast yet? Is, There's is it actually a? Oh no, we haven't a talked royal about this. Wedding. A royal wedding. Wait, no, it's not. Is it? I thought that was a book. I don't know what it is, but I, I think don't it's care a what book. It is. is it a book? I think oh, it's a book. Dang it! I only saw like a promo for it. I remember sending it to you, and we both kind of caps locked messaged each other about it a couple of times, but I didn't look any further. Yeah, I think it. I, th- I think it's a book, but I will look into it and we will discuss it next time. Uh, in the meantime, you can uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA Timing. You can find us on Twitter at OUA Timing. I am personally at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we'll be back in two weeks with season two, episode nine. It is called Lacey. I don't remember anything about this one. 
Let me do a little bit of a preview. Oh no, it's Golden Bell. Ah. <laughs> no. Lacey. No. Is that her name? It says, it says, uh, oh no, in this episode, Mr. Gold goes on a date with Bell. In flashbacks, oh. Rumple forces Bell to accompany him on his search to catch a thief. This is oh. terrible, and I'm going to hate it so I'm much. So I'm so excited no. for next episode. I'm so excited. Uh, thank you. Oh, and it was written by the showrunners. This is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us. And join us next time. And Abby, we will see you next time, which is in two weeks. I will see you next time, Beth. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.